Welcome to Things I Preach to Myself About podcast. I'm your host, Rich Vangen, and today I want to discuss a little gripe I have about the world and its removing God and His Word. You know, we claim we're a fallen nation, uh, peoples that complain about the influx of evil within our borders, striving hard to embrace a mentality of love, peace, and happiness, throwing social consciousness at perceived problems so that equality and justice prevail for all. That together we can overcome the issues that plague our nations. Well, I'm sorry to inform you that these matters will not be corrected to our desired ideology. You see, the self-driven motives do not fix the true underlying problem. The first thing is to identify not what is wrong, but why things are wrong. So how did we get here? First up, the problems escalated when prayer and the Bible were removed from schools so that secular indoctrination training could begin. Next, the problems amplified when churches took the Bible out of context, subsequently removing its authority as the Word of God. Then the problems flourished when sin was embraced as good and the truth of God was jeered as bad. And the problem is man, worshiping man and not God. Man desiring the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life over God. In Romans 1, it says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. The issue is that many claiming to be believers have left their first love, God. Jesus answered religious leaders by summarizing the entire Old Testament under the two main points of God's commandments, which man is supposed to follow. First, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. And secondly, to love your neighbor as yourself. This is where the churches have failed. So much emphasis has rested on the second part from our modern pulpits. And because the first part has been challenged and questioned so much in the past as to what it really means to love God with your entire being or who really is God, the the cloud of uncertainty created by man has cast the definition as unanswerable. And since they have diminished and pushed aside God by this flagrant and irreverent act, they have essentially mimicked the footsteps of the Israelites in the Old Testament. As God proclaimed through the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 18, he says, But my people have forgotten me. They make offerings to false gods. They made them stumble in their ways, in the ancient roads, and to walk into side roads, not the highway. 
making their land a horror, a thing to be hissed at forever. Everyone who passes by it is horrified and shakes his head. Like the east wind, I will scatter them before the enemy. I will show them my back, not my face, in the day of their calamity. If you think, for one moment, that God's decrees are only applicable to the Old Testament Israelites, you don't know the Bible. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Times change. People change. Circumstances change. But his words never change. You look around today and you will see the same mentality on display by self-proclaiming Christians as you did with the Israelites and even the early churches. The church is filled with Pharisees preaching secular ideologies and man-made doctrine. The people have put aside the God of the Bible for their own gods. Society erects temples to pagan gods and vilifies God's people. The very same thing that angered God in the past is happening still today. Now, the clearest remedy for all people is simple. Repent and turn to the Lord. Turn aside from your ways and follow God's ways. And no, you don't need to put on sackcloth and sit in ash piles and lament your sins. Our cultural identities may have altered, but the Bible even defines our modern age. To rend our hearts, purify our minds, confess your sins before God and through Jesus, and be baptized into newness of life. Then, and only then, do you begin to walk a new path in life, not returning to the old ways, but walking in his ways. And though many in the church started this way, a lot of false professions of faith easily crumble. Even though some would have a season or two attended to God and his word, the lure of worldly things easily draws people away from God and shifts their focus back onto their own lusts. This falling away eventually leads the secular world, who rejects the God of the Bible, to seep into the church walls and disintegrate doctrinal truths and biblical beliefs. Essentially, the very same thing that caused sin to enter humanity in the first place is the exact same infection today. Did God say? With a diminishing understanding of who God is, the modern church has had an easy conversion to secularism because the weak leaders desire only to fill up their congregants' itching ears with superfluous fluff and feel-good teachings. Eventually, incorporating programs designed to soften theology enough to allow introductions of other religious practices such as numerology, social sciences, philosophy, even mysticism, and by redefining or rewriting what the Bible actually says, the messages of repentance and reverence take on a whole new meaning, or it's avoided altogether. And it's replaced with the notion that everyone gets a free pass into heaven, completely skipping God's commands and duties, completely removing God's wrath to come. Now I'm quoting from Deuteronomy 6. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart 
and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Now this statement from God through Moses is followed with the instruction that we are to fear or revere only the Lord your God. And you shall worship or serve him and swear by his name. You shall not follow other gods and of the gods of the peoples who surround you. For the Lord your God in the midst of you is a jealous God. Otherwise, the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled against you and he will wipe you off the face of the earth. That is a serious and very clear command. That is not a soft threat. That is the God of the universe, the one who created and sustains all things speaking. He didn't stop after Israel either. He didn't change after the Old Testament. He didn't send his son Jesus to pay the penalties for our sins on the cross just so he can sit back and let us run amok on this planet waiting for us to get it out of our system so he can bring us all home to heaven for eternity. No, 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 no. That is not the God of the Bible. That is not what he is doing. And again, if you think that, you don't know the Bible. Folks, his patience with his creation is but for a short time. Because of the lack of reverence, awe, and honor to God and his word, the complacent attitudes of people have usurped biblical morality and shifted it to a debased primal ideology that worships hedonism and chaos. And again, that doesn't change who God is. His wrath is coming, and those who deny him will face eternal damnation. And As for you pastors and preachers and false teachers who like to twist scripture, I'm telling you, you know it. It's in the word. You will find the greatest condemnation from God. No one who denies God will be spared. Psalm 10, 16 says, The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. Why have we fallen? Why is this world headed in the destructive and evil path that it is? Well, it's ordained by God. that The devil and his minions are going to continue their demise over this planet. See, God knows what's going to happen. And best of all, he knows how it's going to end. The prophecies of the Bible spell out the end times that is coming. Those who have trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior will endure to the end and be taken up out of this world into glory. Those who remain will be brought through a literal hell on earth. Unless God in his mercy changes them, they will all be forsaken by God and cast into the lake of fire for their unbelief. His warning in Jeremiah should frighten all those who claim themselves heaven-bound. I will show them my back, not my face, in the day of their calamity. So what do we do? Well, first things first, 
repent of our sinful ways, which means to turn around, to turn back from where you are and follow Jesus. In Matthew 16, 24 through 26, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? We walk in this world, but we don't have to participate with the evils of this world. It may seem that giving up friends, family, social interactions, and the like will cause ridicule and conflict and chastisement. But better that suffering for a little while now, rather than the suffering for eternity. The next is getting into the complete word of God. Psalm 119, 9-12 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. That is our map, our compass, our guidance, our strength our encouragement, and our hope through the storms and challenges we are going to face. Most of all, the word is our knowledge of who God is, his words spoken to us, his plans for our life, his promises of inner peace and joy, his way that is the true way to the celestial city. Jeremiah 6 says, Thus says the Lord, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But many churches are refusing this by answering, we will not walk in it. The modern church has left the word for the world. They embrace the new roads, those side roads, not God's roads. So it's imperative that you seek out a Bible-believing church to fellowship with, learn and grow with, and commune with the people that actually revere the God of the Bible, people who submit to his word and his ways, people like the Bereans who search the scriptures daily to see if what is being taught or preached is according to the very words of God. Look, just look around. We've all seen what happens when man compromises faith and trust in the one true Lord God. Not only do the cities and governments of the world crumble into evil, but so do its citizens. Choosing to leave the ancient highway to heaven, they sacrifice eternity for temporal pleasures on the side roads of this broken world. So I ask you, Where do you stand? God says to stand by his ways. Amen. This has been Things I Preach to Myself About podcast. Again, I'm your host, Rich Vangen. I do appreciate your willingness to take time and listen to my rants and rages. 
I am preaching a lot to myself about keeping myself aware of my standing before the Almighty God. And I pray that these would be edifying and sanctifying to you as well. I hope they're an encouragement and a blessing in some way. If they are, you can certainly drop me a line at uh, my email at canonforhire01 at gmail.com. That's canonforhire01, all one word, at gmail.com. I pray that the Lord God will bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you in all his ways through your day-to-day walk with him in his word, through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.